Welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. Again, I am your host, Elaine McNamara, the Director of Operations at the Smart Center in Greenville and the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. And I'm excited to tell you I've got a Greenville legend, if you will, with me today. (laughs) He's laughing. Thank you. (laughs) Roger Sanders, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Elaine. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. I'll because, be too. I, you know, because I you've got a lot to say. You've been <laughs> a lot of places, and we're going to talk about that. If uh, for those who don't know, uh, Roger has a blog called Tulane Rambler, and he takes trips and he writes about them. And we're going to talk about all of that. Um, many of you probably know Ra- Roger from maybe the CEO program, from the Advocate, or one of his other adventures. And I mean, you are a guy that's always doing something. I always try to do things that are interesting. When yes. I, I retired eight years ago, and I thought, well, I thought I wasn't gonna do anything. Yeah. Actually, I thought nobody will ever hire me again. <laughs> I'm done, I'll put a fork in me. Well, but, but uh, I lasted a month and then took on probably one of the most interesting jobs of my life as a dev- business development for a large farm, actually. And then uh, after that, I just thought, well, I'm gonna continue to do interesting things as long as I can. And that's where uh, what brings me here now. So that's yeah. pretty impressive, and yeah. I think uh, that's what makes life worth living. Nobody wants to just do nothing. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. say that, but you know, when you find something that just piques your interest, you go, you run toward it. You really do. I thought when I retired, I'd play golf every day. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, I quit. I quit playing because I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that. I have things I would rather do that right. I enjoy more than going out and struggling I'm, I'm not very good well and so uh, last year i just said i'm not going to do it this year and then i'm into the next year and i probably won't play again because i just wow. don't care anymore and i got things uh, i'd rather do that well yeah no, you're so. doing them and you're you're making them happen <laughs> and you, i know you um you uh, how, what's your background with the advocate oh gosh okay uh long story goes, short yeah i always Dwayne reeves was the owner his family for years and years and we always laugh i think Dwayne probably hired me four different times in my youth uh-huh. um, in high school then in college and then after the service and then those were all part-time you right know, but that's where I, my first real job was a sports writer for him uh, then in my 30s I actually went to work there full-time and it was a serious job at the time uh, stayed a couple of years um, I had been in sales in agricultural sales okay. in in between and I just found that I could make a whole lot more money uh, <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought, maybe you better go do that. But then in retirement, uh, I got back into it about three years ago. And uh, because the, the son of the original owner um, needed some help. And I said, well, I'll, I'll help you for a while through one basketball season. And I've stayed full-time a couple of years and then kind of spent a year trying to wean away again to retire fully. And I and I am actually there at this point. Right, you were so, just saying you're covering my last game is one, today. My last, last softball we, game. His last game. You heard that, folks. <laughs> you heard that. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll let you say that now. But we'll see if you come back. And... But but what that did do, Elaine, it sparked the interest in writing. That's and what it, as yeah. a young man, I I got a degree in agriculture, but also journalism, and oh. so I've always had the uh, journalistic bent. Actually, when I left Greenville as an 18 year old kid. I was never going to come back to Greenville again. I was going to be a globe-trotting journalist. I wanted to be a correspondent. Oh, wow. And as luck would have it, Uncle Sam gave me an all-expense-paid trip to Vietnam. And when I got back, 
I realized I maybe didn't want to get shot at again. Yeah. And so I kind of I went into agriculture and spent 45 very productive years in ag sales and marketing. So wow. the thing I thought I would never do, I ended up doing. And then I had, I had a chance to get back and write for The Advocate. And that kind of stimulated my interest here. I wrote a column for them along with regular sports coverage. And that was fun. It's called Blowing Smoke. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it gave me a chance to do whatever I want to say, whatever I want to say. I remember that column. It and, was fun. Well, and it was. And that is the kind of writing we tried a little bit to bring into this, into the blog. Uh, a little snarky. Sure. You know, if I see something really stupid out there that somebody, <laughs> ooh, this is the world's greatest uh, site, it may not be, and I might say that, but I try to be kind. Yeah, uh, yeah but I think that, that you're doing a service by doing that, too. <laughs> Sometimes people will go just because, like, I got to see how bad this is. or Exactly. Or you're letting them know it's not maybe as exciting as you thought it might be. I, I, I went to Kansas last summer, and they have some... Mount, I don't know what they call them, little, little, you know, structures where the rock is pushed up, you know, okay. and they're out in the middle of the flat. And I drove 30 miles to get to one of these. Oh, my gosh, I wasted that that 60 mile trip out and back. And then when you get there, it's in the middle of a pasture and it's not really anything except it's there. There's no public anything. And I had a two-wheel drive vehicle. Had it been raining, I'd have never gotten oh, in and yeah. I'd have never gotten out. And I just kind of told people, maybe you want to think about making that trip. They really, they must have some good yeah. PR. Yeah. Well, and they have some other sites like that are more, more magnificent that you would want to see, but that one was really a waste of my time. Well, so has there been, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably a lot of those, have you had the opposite happen? Have you? Yes. Uh, like, yes, uh, all the time. Uh, first, um, we took a 20-day trip to the coast. My wife and I, it was our 25th anniversary oh, present nice. to ourselves. So we went to Kansas City, and I don't write about cities. I care mm-hmm. less about the cities. Right. So oh, there's a lot of stuff in Kansas City. Skip that. We're going to start the minute we get out of town on the west side. Bonner Springs is on the river on the west side. There's a marble museum and manufacturer ah. there in this little old building down by the river. And it was amazing. Really? It was. Um, and we both were stunned at what how you make marbles okay and he had um, he had a theater in there so so um, kids could come in and he could make marbles and show them how that's done but he also had virtually every non-electronic board game ever known to man in that building and you could buy them anything you remember as a kid yeah non-electric now they were there and so and it was during covid so it was limited access in and out Uh and so we go in and He's there, and of course, he can't talk to a crowd. He can't bring kids yeah. in. So we had him to ourselves for about an hour. That's kind of nice. And he walked us through this thing, and the way they make those you know, colors of marbles, and I mean, it's, it's hot glass and sure. molding. And the guy's a genius. He's been doing this for 40 years, and everybody knows him as this master marble guy. And, and that would just start it off our trip. After that, it was just time after time, something that we never, you know, but that was probably really the most stunning one we saw that's oh. interesting that's again yeah you wouldn't think that it would be and there you go nice nice surprises along the way that's pretty great and i can tell when the way it strikes my wife uh-huh. you know if she's going like, oh why are we going to the marble factory and then and afterward if she's raving about it i know i've hit a home run well there you know you've got something yeah. a good story yeah. and yeah a good place to go now does she, does she tag along with you on your day trips as well 
Um, not so much because yeah. she keeps busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, she is just officially retiring at the end of this month. Okay. So she's always worked part-time. Mm-hmm. Since she quit doing real work, she's worked part-time six or seven years, and she's enjoyed that. Oh, that's uh, she has her place. She has her five-acre farm and, and chickens and bees, and she loves to go there. She she likes to go on the longer trips. Okay. Now, now, on the trip to the coast, here's the way we do it. She drives every mile. Oh, nice. I don't drive. Because I'm I'm spending the whole time on my phone, uh-huh. on my computer, looking at maps, and I you know I dictate where we go. Yeah. And um, like I say, I try to surprise her, but that frees me up to get a lot of work done as we go down the road, and then also it gets keeps her from white knuckling the door handle for twenty days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> It's made our marriage last a long She does most of the driving when we go on long trips. Well, that's probably a good idea. And, yeah, and she likes that. Yeah. So She's got that to do. That sounds like you're of, um, and I might have seen you write this somewhere, you're of two separate sides of the brain. You're, you're oh, the absolutely. Right, one of you is the right, one of you is the left. And, and I'll give you a good example. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite trips is the Natchez Trace. Okay. And you maybe have never heard of that. I've heard of it, but what exactly is that? Okay, it's a historic trail from Nashville, Tennessee to Natchez, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, Way back when, it was Indian Trail. It was Military Trail. It was was actually a road at that time. And then when, um, what it was used for was farmers from the Ohio River Basin, at the end of the year, they'd load all their crops into flatboats. They go down the Ohio to the Mississippi and go to Natchez, which in those days was the end of the United States. It wasn't oh, New Orleans. Wow. Yeah. Natchez was it. And then, of course, they would ship it another 100 miles down to New Orleans. But that's where they went. So when they got there, they sold everything, including the wood from the flatboat, and they had to walk back. And they walked from Natchez cross-country to Nashville, Tennessee on this trail. And the trail is uh, it's worn down mm-hmm. from wagon traffic. And it was used for, I don't know, 50 years. Then it fell from favor because steamboats came into existence and they could ride back up the river. So then for 50 years, nobody used it. Mississippi Historical Women's Group said, we need to do something. They built a, over time, a two-lane blacktop road runs parallel to the trace. It's a national park. It's a 400-mile long national park. I did not know that. Well, and and the thing that makes it neat is has a 55 mile an hour speed limit and there are no commercial vehicles on it. So if you're on it, you're cruising at 55 miles an hour and you're not gonna get hit by a stray semi. Um, And it's shaded. It's about a a mile wide for 400 miles. And they have their own police force. They have patrolmen and there's historic sites all along the way. And okay, back to my story. I took it, I went on the trail on my motorcycle by myself. Okay great fun i stop every five miles at every historical marker and there's probably 200 marker markers in 400 miles yeah okay so i love it three years later i take jane and we go by car and we stop at every tree and every plant and every <laughs> natural thing known to man and she knows them all by name and it's a totally different trip yeah it is not the same trip now we saw the the usual trip when i got to jackson mississippi i visited five museums she had no interest in that. She wanted to go to the botanical garden. Or, She's there yeah. for the beauty and yeah. the nature. Yeah. And so, so now to the point, we try to combine what we see. Sure. You know, and she doesn't do a lot of the writing, but I always have her read my stuff, and I say, okay, now, what did you see that I didn't see? 
And so it makes it makes it fun. That's it genius. Really and that way you can incorporate that part of the journey for another couple like yourselves. We, we try to include something for everybody on right. a trip. A typical day trip, I will include 10 to maybe 20 stops. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. Uh, in, a, in a typical day, you could drive, you know, you, you look at a site for a half hour, you drive for half an hour. You can do eight and 10 sites a day easily. Well, I put more than that in because you've got kids, you've yeah. got grandparents, and you've got every other age. And I try to have something where you may not see all 15 of them, but you may pick five. And the five where your kids are going to like it. If right. You have kids. If you're older, uh, if, if you can walk, uh-huh. you go to the walking tours. If uh, if you bike, uh-huh. haul your bikes. I try to, I try to mention if it's a biking tour, and uh, you know I just try to realize you may not like all 20 spots, but you might like five of them. Right, but so. that at least includes a little bit of something for everyone. And yeah. so you, it's not just about the historical when you go on your trips, and it's not just about the. The beauty and the trees and the nature but you also um do you stop by then any kind of amusement type yeah place? uh you, you kind of can skip the amusement parks right but, but something that's not a six flags mm-hmm. yeah you want to talk about that there's mm-hmm. a there's a zoo in salina kansas out, okay. in the con- out in the country out in the middle of nowhere it's a zoo and you have to look for it to find it but it's a neat zoo. Is it the variety of animals you'd find in a regular zoo, or is it like all? It's not St. Louis Zoo, okay. but it's a, it's a Salina, Kansas. But it's zoo. not a but... zoo full of hamsters and. No, 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 no. It, these are legitimate <laughs> okay. big animals. Yeah, and so, and you have to look to find it because it's not on the main drag. You know, it's well promoted, but you still have to look to find it. So. So those kind of things, we would stop at something like that because the, you know you don't expect to see that. Right. I when I put a, something in, I try to go with the wow factor. Okay, if I were going down Interstate 70, what's going to make me get off the highway? Right. And go see this, and that's kind of the question I ask. Okay, obscure, one of my favorite places, booze butcher booze blo- butcher block shop in Effingham. It's their retail store. Okay. It's fantastic. And I well, hate kitchens. Well, what makes it so fantastic? <laughs> well, because you can go in there and see all this magnificent woodwork that they've done and made it into anything you could ever want in, oh. in a kitchen. Uh, it's fantastic. Now, you, that's not the factory tour. This, okay. This is their retail store right on the main drag. I've not been there. If I were going to Effingham, I would see the Corvette Museum. I'd see Booze Butcher Block, and I'd go to the Cross. Very Those nice. three things you got to do. And yeah, I, I know about the cross, but I did not know about this butcher block store. You'll, you'll want to redo your kitchen and it'll cost you a lot of money. <laughs> well, maybe it's best not to go there. I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, what are some of the other um, like things like that? That's kind of, I, I would say again, that's an unexpected place that you might not have thought would be so Well, and l- l- let me quantify first. Okay, okay, on our trip west last year, it took us three full days to get across Kansas. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, I've spent most of my life getting across Kansas to Denver, as Kansas City to Denver, as fast yes. as I could, and I would drive it at night if I had the choice because yeah. there's nothing to see. Well, I found out that's not true. And I, we, in three days, we in those three stories, we probably have uh, 45 to 50 stops. And those have been selected out of probably 70 or 80 stops. Wow, in Kansas. Just or, on I-70. Oh, oh, wow. That's not even including Dodge City and Wichita and, and Kansas City. And they're just like, 
I, <laughs> I love obscure historical things. The home of the of the uh, Dodge brothers, Dodge cars. Okay. They were railroad guys. In, do, in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and they ended up starting building cars that eventually became the huge Dodge car company. Their hometown is a little bitty town in the middle of Kansas, and they have a museum there. That's awesome. So Now, most people wouldn't care about that, but to me, I'm driving a Dodge van down yeah. the road, and I'm going, okay, we got to go see this. <laughs> I know, and I don't know when that kicks in. And I guess there are some younger kids, too, but I've gotten to that, too, where if I were to find that, I think I would find that interesting. Well, at a certain age, you do. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it, yeah. I think at a certain age, too, going along with what you're doing, um, and I've talked to more people lately uh, around my age, a little younger, a little older, they mm -hmm. just want to keep learning. And I think that's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. You're just keep, you just keep oh. learning. And okay, so let me let me let's finish this trip to, to California. So you're in. <laughs> okay. I know we could probably talk about every trip for a while, but yeah. you, so you get through Kansas. Uh, from there, what was? Oh well, okay. What? It's interesting. Last year, because there were fires all over the West. Oh wow! So all of a sudden, we're going. Wait a minute. What route do we need to take to get to San Francisco? Yeah. We were headed to Frisco, up to Canada, and back. Okay. okay. Kind of a triangle. Sure. Okay. So we're looking at the map, and we're at Denver, and it's. You know, we well, the road was there had been landslide, uh, road slides. Oh so the road gosh. was out west of Denver. So we go, okay, do you go south? Do you go north? So we go north to Wyoming, okay. which we hadn't planned on doing. We were going to go straight through to Salt Lake. So we divert north. Big surprise, the town of Cheyenne. Really? My wife had been there 30 years before as a kid, uh -huh. pretty small. So her impressions were small kid memories. But she just remembered it being kind of a cliche, kind of a dirty cow town. It's magnificent. Really? Yeah, they have more museums, more stuff to, to look at, more Western-related stuff. And then, of course, they have the the big uh, stampede oh, event there. Yeah. And, that, and that's a stadium, like a football stadium. They have a Hall of Fame for that. Uh, they've got a big statue. Uh, uh, Chris Ledoux is a native. Okay. And at, on the grounds, there's a statue right out front with Chris Ledoux on it, which I know you're yeah. familiar with. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, that, that town was a total surprise. We could have spent a couple of days there because there's that much to do. Oh, wow. And they've renovated downtown and they've got concerts downtown. Just, you know, and it started out as a railroad town. That's what built it in the beginning. The, the Union Pacific kind of ended there at okay. one time. And so anyway, so that started out, and then we cut across southern Wyoming and did the southern Wyoming things. And sometimes a town only has the original state penitentiary or whatever. Right. You, know, you stop and take a picture of that. <laughs> or an old fort. You know, there's those kinds of things. But then there's also the uh, the physical, the terrain. It's, you know, I've never traveled across southern Wyoming, and it's beautiful and rolling. Yeah. Uh, and, but but th at this point, we also realized, okay, we've got to be in Seattle for a family reunion on this day. How are we doing on time? Well, then we had to start speeding up. So we, oh. we blow across Nevada pretty fast. I wish I'd had much more time to spend in Elko, which has a lot of historical Western stuff. Elko, Nevada? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's the Bordello uh, uh, Museum and oh, things okay. that you know, I didn't get to go see. <laughs> Somehow those get marked off my you, list. Yeah, you got to put them down. <laughs> but, but then we got you, know, you get to California, and then that's when the smoke we started. We yeah. realized we'd made the right right move and actually a week later where we went through was totally engulfed in smoke so we got through ahead of that um, and then you know on to california west coast pacific highways yeah uh, i have them down in my top five trips just Gorgeous. about any one of them you know yeah. you just, just get there's some of them that are so tight and narrow you don't know why people can't even drive on them 
there are people on bicycles going up and down these. There are RVs, and they're just hanging over the edges. This is in the narrow two-lane oh, sure. roads right on the bluffs. But it's, the, it's, it's so beautiful. Right. You know? And then we just followed that all the way up up to Seattle, actually, and stayed out on the ocean. Uh, we, of course, we went to a Long Beach, uh, which is where Lewis and Clark ultimately ended up on the end of their journey. Okay. And there's, of course, stuff there commemorating that. And, and of course, there's a, the beaches. Oh, know? yeah. And um, so that you know, that part was, I don't know, we enjoyed all of it. But we, we had to speed up a little bit more to get where we were going. Right. And then on the way back, we kind of hurried a little bit across um, – Idaho and some of Montana got back into uh, um, Black Hills uh, in that okay. area. And then we slowed down, started taking our time back across to Iowa and uh, did the state fair and did some things across to Iowa that we knew we'd enjoy. So there's that, that trip, 20 days, yields about 20 stories. Oh, wow. So, and they're not, they're not all completed yet. I, I was going to say, yeah, that's a lot to but write the, about. But the travel and the pictures are there, and then it's a matter of uh, what do you leave out? How do you, you know, what do you put in and what you don't? Something I found very interesting. Uh, in Idaho, we, we were in the northern end from Spokane coming across the skinny part of Idaho. Okay. And you get to, and forgive me for not remembering the ski, the ski resort, but you get to this town, very famous, mm-hmm. forget the name, ultra modern ski resort. I and the ski slopes aren't at the town. They're back over two or three mountains. And okay. so you ride this, it's like the long, longest gondola ride in the world, maybe. Oh, in the country. okay. So you ride that back, okay. And you can ride it and not ski, you know, and just look, and it's pretty neat. But then you go 50 miles over, and right on the border of Montana and Idaho is an is an old-time ski place. It has never become a resort area because it's, there's no room for that. But people would take train, ride trains up to this place, and it looks like a ski resort from... A 1950s movie in the Alps, and it something. still runs itself. It's still, in that it's way. still run, and, and the thing in the summer is it's all about biking. Oh, the thousands of bikes because people go and bike those same trails that yeah. they ski on. And I'm going, okay, we just saw ultra modern. Now we're seeing a throwback, still in operation, and just just a couple of big buildings. And I thought, okay, we just we've gone through time warp when we sure. crossed the, the state line. So. Um, that's, no, this things I find I find interesting. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I think that's unexpected too that that would exist in that form. You think it would have been torn down, modernized? Right. No, no. I love that. I love that mm. when they can save something like that. It's like saving an old building, or yeah, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Well, that's it, what was the name of that place? Do you remember? Oh, you would ask me. No, I didn't I, write it down. <laughs> it's right well, on the, I'm gonna I'm gonna look through your your blog in my and my notes. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna find that. I, I think I'd like to see that. I'm sorry, but it's right on the main interstate, so you okay. have to see it when you go through there. So yeah, and I like that you went out there one road, and that's what I like too. If I'm taking a road trip, take one way there and another way back, just so you make it worth. You're wild. I will do anything to avoid going back over the same road. Right. I will. Yeah. Uh, I went to Washington. Kind of what started this. I guess I got gotten off the track how we started. <laughs> That's okay. But um, I took a trip to the um, to Washington to the Rolling Thunder Memorial Ride about ten years ago. Uh, and that's when about a thousand, a thousand, about a million motorcyclists mm-hmm. gather, uh, you know, for memorial services. And there's a big parade around the mall area. So I went out by myself, and um, that that's kind of that's the, really the first motorcycle trip I ever took outside of Bond County. Oh wow! And so I went out, did, the, did all that stuff, but that really kind of was the impetus. 
to, you know, and I and I started writing things on Facebook. Okay. So every day I'd post two or three pictures and some comments, and and that's that was really the beginning. That's how everything was born uh, and, out of that. And I continued to do that over the next several years. Uh, every time we take a trip, we would do that. And then four or five years ago, my daughter suggested um, you need to start a blog. You need to do a yeah. travel blog. And then I got busy with some other things. But in my mind, I was already kind of working on it. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we knew it was going to happen at some point. Then we reached a point where um, I just said, we got to do it. Now's the time. Um, she and I took a class at KC in, oh, okay. in blogging. And it was good. It was good. It wasn't quite everything we needed. So in the end, we reached out and hired somebody, uh, actually a family member, uh, in St. Louis named Michael Johnson. His his folks run Johnson Signs. Right. And um, he had just recently gotten out of an advertising business, had sold out his part of the ownership of that. So he was kind of doing things on his own. He has several businesses, and he had thrown several blogs together. So. He solved all of our problems in the end that we couldn't figure out. You know, it was easy. We, uh, backing up, I'd have hired him the first day, right. and we'd, we'd had it done 30 days. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes <laughs> these, these little things have to happen, and it all fell together when it was meant to fall together, I guess. Well, and what I've ended up with is this team of uh, people. Uh, Rachel, my daughter, is extremely capable in computer areas and marketing sure. and stuff. And she reached a point where she was taking a hiatus from – her career and he was kind of in a hiatus period and I was ready to in kind of in between so we that's when we started working on it and uh, that was last June we started early last year and then we launched in June and then we got we put about two dozen stories on last year and oh, yeah. trying to figure out what's our formula what's successful I mean we did a lot of editorial stuff trying to figure that out and we do have a formula we like now and so, yeah, so um, what, yeah. So, what is that formula yeah. then? Well, that you share it with okay, us? well, it's like <laughs> I said. Well, what we try to do is provide a day trip for you, so you don't have to plan it. Right. Okay. So you're sitting around Which on Saturday excellent. morning and drinking coffee, and you're going, "Wow, you know, what do we do today?" Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you'll be able to go to my blog and say, "Oh, Illinois day trips." Okay, and you know, out of Illinois day trips. Right. And you can find something that you might want to do. Um, Gosh, I have so many favorites. Um, I'm doing one now. It'll be it'll go on here within a few days about the museum day here. Oh, great! Okay, now I don't normally write about specific events. I try to write about things you can do anytime when you come to right. this town. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but no other town in Southern Illinois has nine museum stops. Right. I mean that that's just unbelievable. And actually, in my article, I have twelve stops. I've added two or three other things. Oh. Okay. And I can't tell you specifically what they were but i thought they fit well we're going to be looking for that so that's just <laughs> okay. a little teaser soon. to bring it's everyone to the, to the blog uh, it's it's at, at my uh, copy editor right now when she approves it it goes in um my uh, i have another story about greenville a, a sister story will be rather than do a huge story about greenville with all the museums mm-hmm. and, and the other focus i wanted to do we split it into two and they'll be tied so okay. you'll read the one about the other one focuses on the courthouse, the downtown center of activity, and the smart building, and the things that are happening. How many towns have things going on like Greenville does? So we've got downtown plus the college, basically. Uh, And I think I included included agritourism in that one because I want to bring in uh, Turley's and Marcoot's and Gans, those three agritourism. That's unusual for a town to have three really thriving agribusinesses. Okay, So you've got a story about downtown all of the festivals and stuff um 
there again, I can't specifically talk about about them date wise because my stories are kind of timeless. Right. And if you look at it next year, I want you to know uh, we always put where to check, you know, where to go to. Sure. You know, the the URL, whatever. And so we we don't try to stay away from specific dates so people don't get confused. Um, but uh, and I don't normally write about single events, but that museum day, if if you go to enough rural towns. Most you need to go on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right? Because okay? most mm-hmm. things aren't open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, right? All right, if you've got nine museums, there's no way in heck they're ever going to open at the same hours, the same day. It isn't going to happen, so that's a rarity that they do that. And I mean, I make sure people understand that if they come next Friday, they're not going to see those nine things yeah. open, but call ahead. Yeah. Find out when they're open. And, and keep and Museum come. Day on your radar because we're going to keep doing it. Absolutely. It is an annual thing. Right. And so I, I do, I wrote an article last year on the joy and the glory of county fairs. Well, it was a generic article about go to a county fair somewhere yeah. and, and here's what you'll see. And I wrote it kind of based on our county fair. Sure. The same stuff kind of happens at most times. Well, right. You went to the one in, in uh, well, I'm thinking the state fair in Iowa. And state yes. fairs and county fairs, there's a lot of tie-in there. There is. Uh, however, the Iowa State Fair, I believe, may be the best in the country. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it, it, it really amazingly is, it is, it's, put together? It is because um, Des Moines is a very rural town for a okay. mid-sized major town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived there for 10 years. Virtually everybody there came from a small town somewhere in Iowa. And yeah. so that gives it, they all went to Des Moines. They all still, they were in 4-H. They right. all played high school basketball. Um, they were in FFA, and they moved to the city, and all those things that are tied in with the state fair, they still care about those yeah. things. Now, Springfield, that doesn't happen. No, You know, no. people in Springfield are not there, don't, don't all have that same background. Right. The town's too, too small really to support our state fair much anyway. And they've tried to get Chicago people to come down and be part of it. They've made major efforts. It's hard to do. Yeah. Des Moines, no problem. Everything still centers in the state of Iowa in Des Moines. State capital, you know, everything happens there, and everybody goes to Des Moines. Yeah. And so uh, they'll have a million people easily every year, which is, is large for a state fair. That is. That really is. And they have a history. There was a, there was a, a musical state fair, and there were some derivative movies based on that, and that was all on the Iowa fair. Oh, wow. So um, I'm in love with the Iowa State Fair. I lived I, close to the fairgrounds. I went every day, every year to the oh, fair. Oh, wow. Even if just to eat supper, I would yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You got fair food, you know, and probably Iowa State Fair probably has the best. Very, very good food. <laughs> I know if you go to the Louisiana State Fair, you're going to have gator on a stick, and you're probably not going to have that. Nowhere other. else no. do you get that. <laughs> and that's the stuff I really look for. Right. Now, having said that, I don't do restaurant reviews because right. that gets really too involved. I will mention a restaurant. If it's the thing that will pull somebody off the interstate. Right. That was another question I, I was thinking of. Okay, so you don't do restaurant reviews, but do you have, like, when you go on these trips, maybe one restaurant that stands out? Yeah. If I, if I, if you go down 55 and you don't stop in Sykeston and eat at Lambert's, you've defeated your purpose for going through <laughs> Sykeston. And I would mention that and talk about the inch-thick um, pork steak. And, you know, I would mention that. Right. But I don't do a critique of the restaurant it's that it itself is an attraction it's a landmark right and i do i do mention those it's it's yeah. given itself a, a status in that with the throat it's, rolls it's difficult the... in small towns because sure. you know every town has shopping and they have restaurants but what did they come to greenville for right they probably didn't become come because of a probably because of a single world famous restaurant right okay. now i do try to guide them to them and a lot of times i'll list those places somewhere in a paragraph Mm-hmm. But they don't get standalone 
coverage. Right. But I want people to know they're there. Uh, you know, like I'm, I talk about the court courthouse, the courtyard, the events. Well, while you're here, yes, you need to take a walk around the square, and here's the stores you'll see, and you need to check out these restaurants or coffee shops. Don't go into detail, but list them. Yeah. They are there. I try to be fair to everybody yeah. if I can. Um, on the other hand, I, you know, I write a specific story, story about the moonshine. I was uh, just going to ask about that. I think that's your favorite one, isn't it? Well, it's it, my favorite place, the moonshine store, and it is nothing. It's, it is a store that is totally run down and looks like it could crumble any minute. But it's a tradition, uh-huh. and it's different, and there are busloads of people that go there. Can you explain to <laughs> listeners, okay, because myself, I need to be reminded of this, because um, I went to Casey mm-hmm. one, su- I think it was a Sunday, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday, okay. and a gentleman at the restaurant we were at said, you have got to come back this way and go to the moonshine, and okay, when is it, when's it open, what time do you need to get there? Um, I would say it, it's, it's, not to be precise, but it closes about noon. It's like six in the morning till noon. Right. And they stop cooking and you're not going to get fed and you eat outside because it's not indoor space. It's right. picnic tables outside in a, a grove of trees. Um, the, the burgers are kind of like an old time grill. Okay. You, you know, it's kind of cooked on an old grill and, and there's not a lot of ventilation in the store. They're cooked <laughs> in the store. Yeah. So you get that hamburger ambiance. And you can get a triple, quadruple, whatever you want made, they'll make it for wow. you. You can get fried bologna, which is my wife's favorite. Oh, place. I didn't know that. You can't get that anywhere else. No. But they, have, they have several sandwiches, all very, all under $10, all very oh, modestly Oh, well, that's priced. another draw, too. And it, it just it's just that quirky place. Uh, a lot of senior buses, a lot yeah. of senior tours include that. To me, the tour is uh, moonshine before lunch. Uh, you know, sometime and then get to Casey for the Guinness 12 oh. or so Guinness world record spots there. Oh my gosh. And that's kind of fun. Too. Yeah, that is, so. that is fun. That's one yeah. I have done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know Casey, Illinois, it's, it's got, yeah, the world's largest, very, like, like you said, about a dozen different things that are the world's largest. Well, interestingly it's, enough, one man was the impetus to all of that. Right. And, uh, and that was basically, okay, you talked about This is what, because I think about that for Greenville too. You talked about, you look for the place that's going to get you off the interstate. And that's what they were doing. Wasn't that the case? Because their downtown was like every other small, they're not even the county seat. Marshall's the county seat. So they're kind of the secondary. Uh, But it is, Acacia has always had a certain amount of wealth, agriculturally and oil. They're close to oil. And so there's always been some wealthy people there that would, they would invest. Uh, the gentleman, Mr. Bolin, is the gentleman that owns a oil field-related business, has made a lot of money, and he built the wind chimes. He had his people build these out of oil field pipe. Oh, that's okay. And they made this 40-foot wind chime, and, uh, and he opened a little restaurant, his family, right by it, a little coffee shop restaurant. Yeah. Because, well, it started as an ice cream shop. He, he told he, he and his wife travel a lot. And he, they decided they needed an ice cream shop in Casey, sure. and that's how it started. Now it's more of a full restaurant, but and the chimes are right next to it. And then they just started getting these other, you know. Then they went on a campaign. What are we going to do? And the Guinness people come there and they they judge them. There's a way. I have another story about Guinness. I'll okay. get to in a minute. But I I participated <laughs> in a, a, one of those record things, uh, tried to anyway. But so that's what's happened. And out of you know one man's idea and willingness to spend some money, which I'm sure he did. 
the big rocking chairs there, and I mean they're all they're all in about a three block area. Yeah, it's for most of them yeah. you can pretty much walk. You have to drive to a few, but uh, yeah, a few are outliers. Yeah. Uh, Richard's restaurant is out on the interstate, and it has like the pitchfork, and right? That, and that's a nice restaurant. Golf course has the golf tee, you know, so yeah. Um, but that's kind of cool. Now, my, my aside about the Guinness Records, we yes. were in Panama City. We went to Florida this winter, okay. and I've written a story uh, that will soon be in uh, about the, um, uh, from Panama City East on the, on the Gulf Coast. Uh-huh. It's, call, it's uh, called the Forgotten Coast. Okay. Well, it's not forgotten because they advertise it like crazy, <laughs> but it's Apalachicola is the main town. And as, as you go from Panama City, there's a, it, there's a big point down at St. Joe's, and then it goes back east, and that's the last big town, Apalachicola. Okay. North, you go to Tallahassee. East, it's no man's land until you get over in the main part of the state. So I'm at the motel on a Saturday morning, and there's a guy there by the pool, and we're chatting, and he's from Central Florida, Orlando. I'm going, why does someone come from Orlando to vacation in yeah. Panama City? Anyway, that doesn't make sense to me. And he said, well, it's my wife. He said, there's this, they're going to try to to break this Guinness Book of World Records record, and it's a cookie company that's sponsoring it. They're going to try to have the most people dunk a cookie into milk and consume it at the same time. Okay. There is a record for that. Okay. Which is held by the Girl Scouts in Illinois. Well, what, what was there? How many did they do? About 4,000 people. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm going, you know, I don't have anything else to do this morning. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to go dunk a cookie. So I go over there, and, uh, and we didn't make the record. We had 3,000-something. Uh. didn't get quite enough people. But it's a local cookie manufacturer, and it's become their, you know, their event. It's going to be a yearly event now with the chamber yeah, okay. from now on. And it's held right on the Pier Park, which is the huge shopping, big district in, in Panama City Beach. Oh, sure. And it just brings thousands of people in there. And I thought, how cool is that? But there were Guinness people there running the program. Okay. To make sure they didn't cheat on the counts. They had precise counts. Too. We need to do that. There you go. There you go. I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not sure what we could do, but there's a category for everything in Guinness, apparently. Oh, yes. So, oh, that's but I was, funny. I wanted to be part of that, and I had my picture taken. I thought, <laughs> I'm going to be part of a world record of some kind in my lifetime, and I, I haven't been yet. Well, you know, the, there's still time. There's still time. We'll think of something. <laughs> so, well... That's pretty awesome. I mean, you never know where your travels are going to take you. Uh, well, let me tell you. Can I tell you a little bit about what some things we do have coming up? Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. What um, is on your – what's your plan? What's on your horizon? Well, it's, well let's back up. Some, okay. of the, some of the ones that are on, just a few of those that we've talked about. Uh-huh. But um, I, one, of the, one of the places I really enjoyed the most was French Lick and West Baden, Indiana. And that's oh. in southern Indiana. And I had three stories, three-part series on that. And it's a fascinating history place, for one thing, but it also has... Um, actually, I wrote a story for the, the newspaper based on the sports history of that area. Okay. Larry Bird is from there. All right. Okay. Yeah. And, but he's just the beginning of it. They have world-class golf courses there that have been built. But French Lake and West Baden each had a huge resort, mega resort, world-class, back in the... 1900s okay. and they're still there there's and they've been renovated and now they have gambling and it's all going strong again for 50 years 
30 years, they fell on hard times. And one of them closed. I mean, and these are magnificent buildings. I can't even describe them to you unless you look at the pictures. And uh, But anyway, I went, once I got there, well, I found out, oh, yeah, world-class golf. Okay, you've got uh, Larry Bird was here, and there's Larry Bird's museum is in a bar downtown, a buddy of his from <laughs> yeah. high school. You know, I went there. I picture me and Larry Bird's uh, uh, Olympic warm-up jacket. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he, he's six <laughs> seven. It hung down to my knees, you know. Um, but then, but then you start looking around, and some famous pro golf things happened there back when. Baseball teams used to spring training there. Uh, the Cubs have really? been there many times. They didn't go to Florida in the old days. Okay. They went. Where did they go? They went to Hot yeah. Springs. They went here. And so there's a history of that. Uh, women's professional baseball teams have played there. Uh, both hotels had a black baseball team that traveled and promoted their hotels. A traveling oh, team wow. of all. It was the wait staff. Wow, okay. So these guys would go there and they'd play ball and they'd be waiters. And they'd play 70 games a year. they traveled all over the Midwest promoting those two hotels. That's now, at the same time, the two hotels were founded by guys who in, invented um, uh, a mineral drink out of the mineral waters that come out of there, of that area. Oh, okay. And so each owner had his own bottle of stuff. You could have bought it at Watson's Drugstore. Seriously. Really? The, yes. It, it was good for a lot of things, mostly just keeping you clean. But, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but people would drink it thinking it had health. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, like like uh, original Mineral Springs at Oakville. Or yeah. Something like that. But anyway, so it, it started out this competition between these two schools and these two towns. And uh, and then um, eventually the two schools had to merge into one high school. Um, their success story is about like Hoosiers. It oh, actually okay. is a better story than Hoosiers, except they fell one game short of winning the Indiana State title. Um, the circus, one of the, one of the hotel owners owned a circus. The circus overwintered in French Lake for years. So Seriously. Bizarre. Uh, <laughs> one hotel had a velodrome. Now, a velodrome what? is a track, two-story, wooden, tra- wooden covered track. Okay. And on the bottom, um, they would have horses during, could run there during the day. Uh-huh. People could, um, well, then the second floor was wood, and they would race. They could ride bicycles, or they could walk on the second floor. I think they did motorcycles there, too, at one time. This was indoor? It's, 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 it's like a track, but it's wood covered. Okay. And at one time, there were probably 20 of these in the United States. This one's gone now. It finally fell down. They tore it down, you know. But at one time, that was a big deal. I've never and, heard of And that racing before. on uh, wood tracks was a big deal at one time. Okay. So a little more history. That, so yeah. when I started looking, this history just kept piling up on me. And, the, and this circus ended up years later being involved in one of the deadliest train crashes in Chicago area. Dozens of their people were killed in that crash because they were asleep in the cars on the siding oh, and they got wow. hit. And uh, they're buried in unmarked graves in, in um, suburb Gary, Indiana. Same circus that was ha- that wintered down here for years. That's so bizarre. So see what happens. But, but yeah, okay. there's that's also a lot, lot to learn. And there's also <laughs> lots of activity for, for young people there too. Yeah. There's lots of physical things that can be done. Um, it's hilly, um, you know, the, and the hotels all, of course, have swimming and you know, all kinds of things. Really so, nice place. It, they're very wow. nice places. Indeed. And you can gamble now, too, if you want. Okay. I'm <laughs> making notes here. <laughs> well, anyway, of, of the current stories, uh, another of my favorites is probably the River Road uh, going up oh, through yeah. Alton. 
that's an annual trip. Um, you know, we don't have a um, ocean. Right. That's the closest thing we have to an right. ocean is, is that road. It's beautiful. Well, but so when I started this whole thing, the first story I was going to do was a day trip to Grafton. Yeah. Okay. That day trip has ended up in being five stories. Because you get started. You start down at 270. Yeah. You start going. All of a sudden, you're in the middle of Lewis and Clarkville. Right. There's four or five historical spots. you got to go see them. So one day is gone, and you're not even into Alton yet. Okay. Well, yeah. day, then I get into Alton. Well, I don't write about towns, but I do I do look around. There's two days' worth of stories in Alton. The riverfront is one, mm-hmm. and then the upper part is oh, the second yeah. one, the ghosts, all, all that stuff. Uh, and so then, okay, so the next day is uh, to Grafton, which, of course, has the scenery, the Piasaw Bird. There's a water park on the way that's right. huge. Uh, then you get to the, um, what's the restaurant on the water? Uh, I can't think um, of the name of Loading it. Loading Dock. Yeah, and yeah. that's wonderful. And so, okay, so now you're here, and you're, you're riding the gondola up to the restaurant. Yeah. You're eating up there. You're going to the winery up over the hill. You're doing the uh, zip lining. Okay, there's that. Day did four you do, did you do the zip I didn't do the zip line. I didn't have time. I, I think you I did need to do put the, that on your list. I did do the gondola. Though. Oh, okay. Because uh, I wanted to go eat. Up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then my uh, one of my favorite days, the, the fifth day, is to cross the ferry, go to uh, go to, from Pear Marquette, cross the ferry, and get into Calhoun County. Yeah. Calhoun County is one of the most peaceful places on the face of the earth. Because yeah. the only way to get there is one bridge and about four ferries. And the people from St. Louis and St. Charles have not been allowed to overrun it because of the ferries. Right. They can't get there. It's a 40-mile-long, skinny county with Mississippi and the Illinois. you got river frontage all the way. you got hills in the middle. you got orchards. Uh, it's On a motorcycle, it's a wonderful ride. It's a oh, very leisurely motorcycle ride. And so I included that. I call it the Kingdom of Calhoun because it's so far away from all the rest of the world. Now, I've been traveling to Calhoun County for work since the 70s, and I've loved the place ever since. I felt like when I was, when the day I would go up there to work, I felt like I was on vacation the yeah. whole day I was there. I had accounts there, but none of them were very big. It's not a, there's probably not 10,000 people in the county. Yeah. And it's just a glorious trip. And if you get on, you go to the west side in a little town of Hamburg, you can reach out and, and almost touch the, the tugboats going up the river. It's so close to Hamburg. I mean, it's wow. 15 feet, you know, and where else can you do that? You know, so that's, you know, I have many, many favorites, but the, those, those are a couple of them. Uh, uh, one of, a couple of more interesting days I think you'll find interesting, uh, Pocahontas. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I've written two stories about Pocahontas, and one was more of a, um, a study of uh, how it's been renovated in recent times. Mm-hmm. But the other is, why would I go to Pocahontas? Right. All right, you're going to go to go through the various stores mm-hmm. and the, uh, the antique shops, but the other stores downtown that the Ricks have renovated. But you're going to go to eat. Yeah. Because you got about, if you include the bow tie at Pierron and you include Newbies and you include the winery, you got about six restaurants. To I eat. know. You don't so, think about that. And then if you're done for the day, you go over and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. So, so I, ha- I wrote about that. That was one of my early ones, too, a day trip to Pocahontas. There's a lot to do in Pocahontas. Well, people don't it, think about it. But, yeah, I love that how you put that out there. And I love the, yeah, that was one of my, that drew me to the to the blog, of course. Um, <laughs> but what was the other? You said there was another one. Uh, Fayette County. Okay. Uh, I have a story about downtown ready. It's, I call it uh, walking in the footsteps of Lincoln. So mm-hmm. you can go to the patio downtown of Vandalia and set up for the day. Right. It's free. It's yeah. open. And from there, you can walk to 
12 different places. You can walk to them. Okay. Yeah, most people, there's an old state cemetery two blocks away. All right. I, don't I asked I Frank that. Watson if he knew it was there. You know, former senator didn't even know it was there. Uh, He'd never heard of it. It was two blocks from his office. Oh, wow. It has prominent people buried in it. Wow. In the history of Illinois. But you've got the Capitol, and then they have a nice uh, museum a block away. They've got uh, the um, uh, National Trail uh, headquarters is there. Uh, there's a couple of murals that are pretty cool, uh, uh, railroad junction murals down on one of the buildings. There's some neat little shops along the main drag. Not a lot, but a little. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, you can get 12 stops in there easily on that day, okay? Yeah. So then I thought, well, I'll write about the rest of Fayette County. And that story is in here. The one downtown is not, not done yet. But that'll be sold as a walking tour, you know, walk, walk in the steps of Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Because when you get in I the like Capitol, you actually are walking where he served. Um, then I did the rest. I thought, well, I'll do the rest of Fayette County. I'll do the rural area. I'll go out and I'll make a circle. I'm going to yeah. drive around Fayette County, okay? What did I find? I found 20 places, okay? Okay. Uh, and I'll get, that'll lead us to, to this, this yes. Soon. But yeah, I, you know, I started, you go to Ramsey. I started Carlisle, I go to Ramsey. I'm going, what are these railroad cars doing sitting here in the middle of town? Well, it was a railroad museum okay. that was made, and it's, it's maintained, but the museum closed several years ago. But there's still th three cars and a, and a tower that are there, and it's on city property, I guess. It's mowed. It's well taken care yeah. of. There's just nobody manning it. Yeah. But, it the, but if you look it up, there is a, it was a historical significance to that town with those two railroads crossing there. Oh. So, and you can't miss it. You drive through, and you're going, what were those? And that's what I did. I thought, yeah. what are those? And I stop, and I find out. And then you hang a right, and you go, well, if you go on North of Ramsey, you've got um, a golf course. You've got a state park that's a beautiful little park that very, I think very underused probably. Great yeah. hideaway park. Um, so then you head east, and you get out in the about two, I don't know, five miles away, there's a place called the Dresser Plains Solar Farm. Okay. Okay. It's all, everything today is about green right. injury and solar. I didn't know that that there's was there. several hundred acres of solar panels out there that have just been completed in recent recent times and there it is i mean it's all this flat farm ground that is now solar panels and somebody i had an engineer who runs a um, power plant tell me what that equated and i forget the numbers but what that farm equated to in terms of output and it, it was phenomenal Really? Yeah, is what it is. Okay, so I didn't even know. Yeah. so if you've never seen a solar farm, there it is, and then you go another couple of miles away, you cross the Kaskaskia River. Well, right. Over to the right, there's a nice, nice road, nice bridge. The old crossing was over here, and there's a cross there. Okay. It's 40 feet tall, so not as big as Effingham, but there's a cross, and there's a, a spring there, a water spring that people come. It's got a, they've got put a pump on it. People come from miles around to fill jugs full of the spring water. Seriously, I've it's seen they lined up when I was there. Properties? I don't know that it has any healing. It's just it's just actual I, I spring hope it's not water. Out, I hope it's not out of the Kaskaskia River. That's <laughs> all I can say. That water's brown. This is not. but there was also the remnants of an old bridge there. It's called Wren's Bridge, and there's kind of some historical significance there, but. Uh, and, and the cross has a, uh, for that townships adjoining there, it's a memorial. So there are plaques that have been placed all over uh, the base of that cross. And, it, okay, who knows it's there and who cares? Well, the local people know. Right. And it's just kind of cool. So across the river, you go to Brownstown. Well, what's in Brownstown? You go to Buckstop Archery. Oh, okay. Buckstop Archery is a retail store off the beaten path. And they have, the owner used to hunt in Africa all the time 
by with a bow. There are about, I would guess, 50 animal heads in there, exotic animal heads, because he hunted them legally in right. Africa, and he'd bring them back. And this place, it's like going to a museum of animal heads, exotic animal heads. Okay, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then they have this wonderful archery range that's state-of-the-art, too, if you're oh, an archery wow. person. No idea. Okay, well, so get back out on the highway, head to St. Elmo, and there's the um, Pueblo Indian place there. I can't, okay. I'm giving you the wrong name of it, but um, it, it, they're probably one of the largest buyers and sellers of handmade Indian I goods know what you're in the about. country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The name escapes me at the moment. That's, yeah. It's an age thing, but uh, I don't think but, they put it in their article here. But. Oops, excuse me. I'll, I'll stop. But your. Um, Speaking of articles, that's what we're talking about. Illinois South Tourism puts out a magazine. They put out their spring and summer issue for this year. And you have an article in there. I do. I do. And, and that's it, and what this the, one's about. It's, it's the about. story I just told you. Yeah. And, um, yes, I have been talking to these people for quite a while. And uh, they have uh, a few of us bloggers, two, maybe I think three they mentioned, counting me, that they will use their stuff in right. the magazines they have an annual publication of the illinois south tourism guide that's quite fat it's yep. 90 pages or whatever and then quarterly they do these lesser ones mm -hmm. and this one i think is what 30 pages they're whatever nice it is. though and, and this is yeah. the quarterly one and yes they i have given them permission to pull excerpts from my articles so my rural vandalia article they used about six or seven of the stops out of those 20 because, um, well, like I say, the, van, the, one, the one that I wrote continues on down into the Mennonite country, and it gets over to Carlisle Lake, so there's a whole lot more stuff oh, wow. that we didn't talk about. But they picked the highlights, or unique, unique lights, yeah. uh, things that they thought would be good. And this is a new series they're running, Watch Your Story, and this will be open to people to submit stories. Nice. And uh, I was thrilled because they gave me a real nice shout-out oh, in that yeah. article. And it has, I've, already, I've had some print uh, people contact me uh, to see about doing something um, which is good that's, yeah. that's what we want that's to do we what... hope to build a little syndicate maybe of newspapers who might use our stuff oh yeah definitely and pay for it yeah exactly <laughs> so, so anyway uh, in a, so maybe that gets us to talking about a, a business plan yeah of, well uh, tell me yeah because this is a it's all you know, new to people, you know, mm -hmm. um, new to you, but you'd been planning it for a long time. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you approached us in a very business-like manner. Yeah. And, yes. yeah, tell us how that. Well, we, again, at the urging of my daughter, we began to look at different sites, and we realized there are a lot of people doing travel stuff that are sure. making a lot of money. Now, mm -hmm. most of those are international, and they get involved with air travel and motels. Well, mine's going to be small rural areas. All right. I care about is the small, so it's a little different audience. But the steps in our process are this. Um, the first years, we want to build a product that people find interesting, and, mm -hmm. our, and our feedback has been good. And we've got five or 600 faithful people that look at it. Okay, and that's, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. It's a start. It, it needs to be in the thousands. Yeah. And, and, the, and it will be in time. But the product comes first, and we don't have, I feel, enough on the site yet at this moment to justify that. By the end of the year, we double the amount of stories. Things are going to be a lot different. Right. Um, you know, we wonder, and then we're going to 
approach the people in southern central Illinois first. So at, based on what, what these folks did here, I would make an arrangement with newspapers to do a similar thing. Right. Okay, here's my article. Take what you want out of it, and you're going to pay me so much for doing that. Mm -hmm. And I, I know there is some interest in that because I've been contacted. Yeah. So, and that's, that's good. Um, the uh, second step, building the product, is to try to get as much of Southern Illinois in as fast as we can. I want to be the expert on Southern Illinois. Okay, and then we can sure. go from there. But I want to be the expert there. Um, the thing that slows you, if I wanted to invest $50,000, I would hire help to do stories in all the adjoining states. Right. But then you run the risk, do you lose the flavor of yeah. what I do? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we've done better. I don't know. I don't know. It's but but that's, that would be something that if, um, you know. We, right. I would like to do more faster I'm limited I can do about a story a week if and I can't yeah. do them 50 weeks a year because the weather doesn't permit that so anyway build the product uh, build the geography of the product uh, find the find the market for our editorial content and I think that's going we're, we're starting a campaign as we speak based on this we're going to use what they've done here oh, with sure. their permission and and do some email direct mail stuff and yeah. uh, to, like to all the newspapers in Illinois and um, what about do you do you ever connect with like I know Bradford um, uh, Bank has a has a oh it's the travel club. travel group yeah I have spoken to those groups okay yeah, not theirs but I have um, the first time I did that was a, a seniors um, at a church in Taylorville and it was fun yeah because I they're okay they're in Christian County and Fayette County's here. Uh -huh. And so I took that rural Fayette County article and I said, well, let's see how well you know the area. You know, that's most of them hadn't been to any of those places. They've never heard of them. And I thought, okay, this is only 20 miles away. That's what you're bringing. Yeah. Yeah. That, and so that's fun. I love to speak to sure. you. So I've got the projector. I can blow it up <laughs> real big. I've got all the tools. Uh, so then, but the, where this leads us to is subscribers. And on our site, they constantly have a chance to subscribe. It's no cost. Right. But we want, if they're not shown as a subscriber, advertisers won't count them. Right. So for the yeah. fact that you come and look and go away, that doesn't do me any good. Right. While you're there, would you give us your email? And what that gets you is an email every time a new post goes on. Right. So you'll be the first to know. And yeah. that's that's really what you get out of that. So subscriber numbers, uh, that's, that's the metric we need to take care of. Um, there are companies, revenue streams, there are companies that, well, like Google, a uh -huh. different one, big time, that will place ads on your site. Right. And then they'll pay you a percentage. Well, that percentage, based on subscribers. Mm -hmm. So I could do that now, but it would be pennies. Right. You know, it would be pennies. And there's, it's not really worth the trouble. And quite honestly, I don't look forward to mucking up my editorial. We've worked hard to get the pictures and the stuff like we want. But we know advertising is important at some point. Um, now, when we sell the ads ourselves, it's 100% our revenue. Oh, and that's sure. where we're headed. Yeah. We wanna, we wanna, I want to be able to go to all those sites in Van Day and say, you know, you really, you might want to think about being on our site. Yeah. You know, and that, we'll get there. Um, so that's it. Anyway, we, we kind of started this with a three-year plan, and we're about a year more or less into it. So uh, we know that it's, you know, going to be outgo that time if it breaks sure. even within that time that'll be fine for that that'll be better but in the worst case um you know it's a great hobby you know and it's a dream of yours and i like that you're approaching you're you're you're, you're going after your dream and you're approaching it in uh without losing that that uh 
dream of yours without mm -hmm. compromising on that, you're also bringing into the possibility for it to be profitable and, um, su you know, support itself. Uh, and that's we know it will be at some point. It's just a matter of how quickly. And we've, like I said, we've dedicated three years to do it. Yeah. And I'll have to admit, being involved with the CEO kids had a lot to do with me, my attitude toward going mm -hmm. forward. You know, you, we think they're too young to be in business. Well, are you ever too old to be in business? You know, and, right. and you're not. So a lot no. of seniors, seniors, you've got the wealth. I mean, right. your income probably is not a problem. You've got excess money, perhaps, mm -hmm. that you could invest in something why not you've you know? had the time to, to think about what your dream is now uh, we uh here well a couple of us here from the smart uh center project uh traveled to um it was an incubator uh well there's a, an incubator group that that meets usually via zoom now but we had a, a group meeting in chicago and while we were there um i think it was northwestern was talking about a program they were doing with um seniors yeah. starting businesses and they put out information um they did some statistics and they found that 70 percent of businesses started by younger people usually fail but 70 percent of businesses started by people over 50 usually succeed that makes sense to me yeah it, it and it really was for does. those reasons that you said yeah. you know well i remember the first year of the ceo program i facilitated that and and sometime during the year a lady came up to me and said well, what do you have for seniors? Mm -hmm. And I'm going, they're all seniors. And she <laughs> said, no, no. What do you have? What Does anybody have anything for us? Right. And that ties right in with Northwestern, what they're trying to do there. Right. Uh, you have a little bit of time. I, did, I, yeah, started give you, I started to give you a preview, and then I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I ramble. I, I ramble. I, well, I, uh, I kind of help with you, that. Uh, and then uh, uh, I'll, I'll finish by just talking a little bit about the process. But yeah. A little bit on, on how we, uh, we pick stories again. But... Um, um, I think I mentioned the day at the museum. That's coming anytime. Vandalia, Greenville downtown, Greenville rural. Uh, those are three more stories. Actually, Bond County is going to be in five of my stories because I'm doing another one on the old National Trail from oh, Terre Haute, nice. and I've got it researched and photographed. And uh, Bond County will be in that. Oh, now that story will only include things that are just a stone's throw off of the old road, right? Because uh, between those, that's a three-day trip. There are probably a hundred places on there, and I'm going to try to include 50. So oh, there'll be a lot of screening down. Uh, Apalachicola story. It, that's that's virtually Coming ready up. to go to press. Um, but some, the, I had my the one on Bond County, rural Bond County. Years ago, I started out. I had the idea that what has Bond County got that would bring people here that that others don't have, and I decided. I used to be a biker, bike cyclist, yeah. and I thought we need a Bond County 100 path. Because for cyclists, to do a century day is a big day. Usually they do 40, 50, 60 miles, but a century is a big deal. Yeah. Well, Bond County is 20 miles square. Okay. And if you start at Greenville, yeah. you go to the outer limit, that's 10. You go around, that's 80. You come back to the center, that's a 100-mile trip. Okay. So I started looking for a path, and I started, I've been looking, I've doing this for several years. So I started out with bicycles, but I did it all by motorcycle. Okay. And so then I, okay, so then I, that, I thought, okay, now I can do bikes or that. They can ride to the end of the Madison County a road yeah and they're in Bond County they can jump on our roads what do we have we have a lot of rural roads with no traffic that's true we have a lot of good rural roads mm -hmm. and I thought this is perfect so let's let's build a track so then it, as it has evolved I finally now the current version I've tried to include every hamlet in the county 
Okay. Okay, so now what do they all have? Why would you want to go? Now it becomes not only bicycle, motorcycle, but it becomes uh, photographer's paradise. Right. Because okay? some of these towns, all they have left is a church. Yeah. Some of them, all they have are remnants of what once was, but a lot of people like to shoot barns, churches, yeah. old buildings, this you know, if you're true. a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have it now the 100 mile trip is 120, but it includes, and then it goes to Keysport. And Keysport, when you get down to it, has a lot. Yeah. They have a lot of stuff. But it goes back then through Dudleyville, which of course you go by Mark Hoots, mm-hmm. and go to Millersburg, go to, go to Piron, go to the Bowtie, go to the Bar, go to Pokey, yeah. uh, go, you know, go from uh, Sorrento to. Uh, uh, Panama, which in my mind is the most scenic stretch of road in Bond County. Okay. When the colors are changing, take the road from Sorrento to Panama. It's okay. beautiful if you just take time to do th- it. I don't think I've done that. It's not very long, but it's like Smoky Mountains m- oh. in miniature. Okay. So anyway, uh, there's one. The National Trail Story, uh, the Alton Riverfront. I have that stuff. Natchez Trace. Um, I haven't written that, but I've done it twice. You've got it all there. Um, the Bla- yeah. I have a Black Hills story to write. Now, others that are in the planning stage, um, Clinton County. I've, I've done the ride around Clinton County. Don't have the photographs yet. But Carlisle Lake itself is a one-day thing because there's so much to do if you do hiking, walking. You can bicycle the whole lake. You can yeah. motorcycle the whole lake. There's the, you know, there's just, you got the visitor there's, center. There's that you much got, stuff to do there. Uh, um, Cloverleaf. Um, in, in uh, travel magazines, it's common to have cloverleaf trips. So you go to a town and you do four loops okay. out of that town. It's very common in motorcycle magazines. Interesting. So St. Louis will be a wonderful cloverleaf trip using a lot of the stuff I already have. Okay, if you go north, you got the River Road. If uh-huh. you go east, you got the Old National Trail. Yeah. If you go south, you got the French Connection down to Prairie de Brochure, Chester, and back. Yeah. And you go west, you got the Missouri River and the German winery thing mm-hmm. so you got four distinct trips and you could stay in st louis so that's one that's that'll be magazine worthy oh that, that sure would be a good trip um other things i have planned this year basically i have motorcycle trips planned i am going to washington dc for memorial day again i haven't been for 10 years uh, flint hills kansas these mostly oh, these yeah. are cycle groups or sidecar groups Flint Hills, it's a, a sidecar. motorcycle gang, is that what you're talking well, about? I, I'm, a, I'm in the <laughs> national sidecar group. So, uh, and we gather all over the country. But the Flint Hills, they have a ride um, every summer that's quite nice, if you're familiar with the Flint Hills. Um, another one of my groups is going to Western Colorado. Uh, I've been out there before. One of my favorite rides, and I didn't know what it was when I took it, is the Million Dollar Highway from Durango to Cure, Colorado. It's beautiful. It okay. goes up through the mountains. There's a railroad, and there was a silver mines up in there. Oh, wow. And it cost a million dollars to build back 100 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, Blue Ridge Parkway is a, uh, from Virginia's down to Smoky Mountains. I hope to do that this summer. And then I have a Marine Corps reunion in Virginia Beach in October. Probably go by car to that one. These others are motorcycle kind of camping trips. Oh, yeah. Well, that's so, nice. Anyway, so there's that. Okay, and yeah. you want me to wrap it up? Well, I don't know. We can talk all day. I don't care. <laughs> no, the, the, uh, it's interesting. Um, again, I guess this is kind of a review of what I'm looking for. And if people yeah, can what, ever, yeah, what is on your If they can help me, uh, list that's there, good. your bucket list. Well, I, I, pick a, I pick a Southern Illinois, I'm doing basically county by county. But if you can't, some counties don't have enough. Right. So you look for a highway. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the travel things are like uh, routes, Highway 66, Chicago to uh, California, yeah. okay, Route 66. Mm-hmm. Well, um, there are some roads in Illinois, in southern Illinois particularly, across through Shawnee. I'll probably write a story there based on a, a road, which cuts okay. through the heart of it. 
Uh, Highway 127 would be a good one from yeah. Raymond to Cairo. Um, old Route 40, or National Trail. Mm -hmm. um, Highway 30 was with the first, high, first highway across country up oh. from Chicago west to the west. It was the first from New York to the west coast. Okay. Lincoln Highway, it was called back then. Uh, yeah, that'd be an example. Or I pick a destination, like French Lick. I went there, and then the story came once I got there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, here's what I do. I gather, I'm old-fashioned, so I gather all the print maps I can find. Yeah. And they need to be current. <laughs> it can be disastrous if they're not. I have, have a story there, too. But I, I use a road atlas. I use this. Uh, Delorme is a company that makes state atlases, and it has every road of the state, everything, dirt roads. Okay. Oh, wow. And it's a wonderful source, and most states have them. Uh, current state maps, and then I pick up tourism maps and brochures everywhere I go. If I go to a, one of those tourism welcome centers, mm -hmm. I take one of everything because I may need it for the next trip. Yeah. You know, if it's not this trip, it's the next time. Uh, so then I go to the internet and I start searching all the sites. And a lot of times you can go uh, Interstate 70 in Kansas, top 20 sites. It's another resource. Right. You know, okay. Uh, then I start. I start with the greater anything interesting, and I start reducing. Okay. okay? So then I reduce the number of sites, and then I then I travel to the sites that I've chosen and photograph, and I try to make create a commentary on each stop. What okay. did I see? What did, you know. Um, you know what stuck out in my mind um i can't give you a good example of that right now um so anyway we uh then you know then from there i start cutting down again you yeah. make another cut and then i start looking for the theme what's the theme of casey illinois what's the theme of vandalia walking with lincoln what's greenville day at the museums yeah okay you look for a theme or, or something to make sense out of the story um what else uh then we do a final edit and of course insert all the pictures and then once i'm done i give it to to uh, rachel and she goes over it and lays it out and and puts it on the sites and i don't have to mess with that i can keep yeah. traveling and writing and then it's you know then it's launched on the blog and uh, how long does it take to do a story that's that's hard uh i usually spend a day preparing mm -hmm. gathering all my stuff uh a day or two traveling and photographing uh, and then a day or two on the final time preparation so it, it over time you may not do it in the same week but it's probably going to take five days to do a story yeah and you may spread it over months right as you're working like i've got 10 in the process i right know now. that's what i was saying yeah. you've got all these stories built yeah. up yeah so it's just a matter of when it's warm you want to be out traveling right you don't want to yeah and then you can ride during the rainy days and the you, cold days you can and then in the winter you want to rest up for the next summer. That's <laughs> true. And plan for the next summer. Uh, what is your story about not having a current map? Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, forgotten coast of Florida. Uh, there's there's a lighthouse. I love lighthouses. At, off the coast there, the Cape San Blas Lighthouse sits on this point out in, from Florida there, not too far from Panama City. And we're looking for it. You know, it's... It's it's got to be there, you yeah. Know, there and we're we're driving, we're looking. Well, my map was a few years old. Oh no. Well, it was about to fall into the ocean, so the next town up to rescue it, the next town up, St. Joe, St. Joseph is about five miles up the beach, bought it and moved it, and it was re <laughs> rebuilt, and it's it's still got the same name, but right. it's now in. Port St. Joe. Oh, I'm going, man. I wasted probably two hours trying to find oh, this stupid where place. Where is that dang thing? Just because my, my atlas was probably 
a few years out of date. Well, yeah, that's, you know, and that's how we always did everything. We always did everything with the paper maps, and yeah. uh, we're, we've gotten a little spoiled with our... Well, electronics is great, and, yeah. and I use them a lot, believe me, to you find stuff. You have to, no. But when you need to lay down and get get the bigger picture yeah. it's still hard to do you don't have a screen that's big enough. right i love that yeah. idea of just get yeah. you know i love that idea for planning a trip too is getting that big map and then marking it out that way because i'm very visual yeah. and i need yeah. to have that yeah. there to see so actually i'm planning a road trip and so that might be the thing to do i yeah i need some help yeah <laughs> you're the guy to talk to for sure for sure um is there one uh place in particular that you are really looking forward to going like Ooh, oh that's a good question um that is a good question what is your big bucket list or maybe there's a maybe there's a few well there may be uh, well yeah I'm sure there's I, a lot, I, but what is like, like, ooh, I can't wait to get out there. Probably um, anything in the Northeast. Okay. I, I have not adequately done. That's I've been probably in every state, but I haven't really, I mean, I've dabbled in Maine and I've dabbled in New York. Uh, there is a huge, probably the hugest motorcycle gathering other than Sturgis uh -huh. in the Dakotas uh, is at Lake St. George every June. June. Okay. And I would like to get there. I'm not sure I can work it in. I'll be in Washington on Memorial Day. I, mean, I kind of need to go on up there if I'm going to go and not yeah. come home, and then it becomes a long trip that I'm not maybe ready for. But um, uh, Lake St. George and to ride all of that uh, on a motorcycle, all that northern area, and oh, then, get yeah. in, then get into Vermont, New Hampshire, and all that area, it's beautiful. And this, like I say, this is the largest gathering of cycles, and they do rides every day of the week. You can take, oh, you know, either nice. guided or on your own. And I would love to cover New England. And uh, now it's in June. I'd probably rather be there when the colors are right. bloom. But the rest of the country, I've pretty well seen. Yeah. And uh, I'm a kind of guy that there's not that many places I want to go back to a second time because I haven't seen them all the first time. Right. You know, I probably would go back to um, um, the Grand Canyon and spend, I've been there, I probably would go and spend a week just yeah. on the perimeter of the canyon and do a story on everything that is there other than just blowing through and looking at right. the view and going on which is what we did before um i could probably spend a week there pretty easily there's uh, there are quite a few national parks that i i have not really put those on my hit list uh we were going to go um to yosemite last uh -huh. year and with the fires and things you would you just we skipped it, just it. so we'll, we'll make a trip especially for them maybe a train trip Sure. And do some of those national parks. Several national parks I need to do, and yeah. they're in the West. So I guess those would be, I guess, would be my real bucket list. So, well, well, yeah, <laughs> we're looking forward to hearing all about those places too. I know. Uh, I just have to tell you, kind of a funny. Well, I guess it's kind of funny. It might not be funny when it comes out of my mouth, but um, when I was going to Virginia a couple of years ago during the Fourth of July, I had run into you, I think, and mentioned it, and you said you have got to go to Williamsburg. Oh yeah. So we go to Williamsburg, and it is the hottest day ever. Of course, it's the fourth around the Fourth of July, and of course, it's crazy because there's people all over there because it's Fourth of July. I don't know if anything's air conditioned. Probably not in those oh, little buildings. Oh well, here's well that's the point of this. We were so hot, there was like we're not we're not doing a walking tour. We're and this, we're so out of we're so we don't even know where we are. We're, we're out. We're not. We're like I'm not getting on a bus with all these people. So. Let's just take a peek over there. Before we know it, I don't know what we did, how we turned into where we turned into, but we're on the streets you're not supposed to be on 
in a car in Williamsburg. And we're like, why is everyone looking at us? Yeah, and yeah, we look around, we notice there's no, no other vehicles. <laughs> and I mean, I know they have like the, we were just to the point where if we go any further, we're going to be driving into the little posts that don't let anything. Oh, <laughs> so no. we were not supposed uh, to be there in a vehicle and we were, but we did see Williamsburg. From, and, and if from you the had teenage kids with you, they're dying anyway. Oh, they, they, they would, may not appreciate that. They, they weren't with us, so that didn't oh, okay, happen. Okay. But, uh, uh, but uh, we just, we laugh about that all the time. Like, yeah, we drove through Williamsburg. We weren't supposed to. But. Oh, my gosh. Well, it, you know, and that is a good point. We'll write an article. Um, the very professional people usually put the time of year to go you know spring or fall <laughs> yeah. you know there's snow in december don't go across the rockies you know that kind of don't thing. go when it's sweltering hot and this was one of those trips where hey let's just go somewhere and yeah oh i'm yeah. so sorry no but it was nice it was it was a it's a fun story for us and well and it's, it's it was, a history buff's delight it was kind of it yeah. was really yeah. pretty i mean what we did see yeah. we did see some really neat things we were there we saw fireworks over the chesapeake bay and that yeah. was beautiful and um, but did you go through the tunnel? Did you go under the, um, the bay there or I, not? Did you not do that? Uh, yeah, I think we did. I think I'm trying to remember. It's like a long, 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 mm -hmm. long tunnel. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Not much to see. No. <laughs> and, but we also stayed. We picked a hotel out of uh, – we just picked it. We weren't even yeah. – you know, we, it, we had certain requirements. And it turned out to be um, – a hotel that used to be part of Regency University. Yeah. And so yeah. we were right across from the 700 Club yep. Uh, yep. Uh, studios, and we didn't even know oh where. It, but it was a really yeah. nice hotel. Yeah. So there you go. You never know. Well, and I, <laughs> speaking of places to go back, I uh, when I go to Washington, I may swing up through Gettysburg because I've been yeah. there before and done all the tours and stuff, and that's just kind of a special place to, to a military guy. Oh, sure. I love military museums. I do stop at all of those, I'll have to admit. I'm enamored by big planes and big tanks and stuff, so I know I'll never pass any of those. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, uh, Gettysburg is so special, I think, and I, I have no problem walking those grounds and putting myself. I've been in the infantry, and you know, right. I have no problem putting myself in the middle of that battle, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Because of the closeness and all this happened right here, and I know it's. Oh my gosh! You know, it's, it's amazing. The it devastation is. in a in such a small area. Yeah, that's it's yeah. it's it's hard to imagine um, yeah. for someone, especially who hasn't been in that you know situation. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I I remember going um, out to um, Washington D.C. and that whole area when I was a kid, yeah. and it's just yeah. there's so much to see. Yeah. Uh, you could spend months, I believe, out there just just for the yeah. Smithsonian, you know, oh, alone. Yeah, I think we went yeah. into four different Smithsonian's uh, buildings. Um, and it just goes on forever. And, uh, yeah, I would love to go back out and see more monuments and more museums. And, I mean, you really just – it takes a lot of time. I could tell when my it. kids had hit the wall about the fourth museum. <laughs> and I was like, uh, let's go do aerospace real quick, and that's all you're going to be good for. Yeah. You're, done. you're checking out from this. Let's go see the capsule yep. you know, before we leave. And <laughs> that's the one I remember, and I remember seeing Archie Bunker's chair. <laughs> Things. That was oh thrilling. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So, oh. Well, well, thank you for for yeah. joining me today. We look forward to um, seeing you know here getting to read all those um, stories you've been talking yeah. about that you're going to put up. Um, please go to the blog. It is TulaneRamblers.com, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And um, yeah, I was just on there, but I, uh, I encourage you all to go to TulaneRambler.com. You can also follow uh, Roger on Facebook. 
And uh, thank you so much for sharing your stories. And um, love doing it. We look forward to hearing more <laughs> and following you. And I want to thank my sponsors. Um, of course, thanks to Greenville University, uh, the Greenville Smart Center right here on the beautiful historic square in uh, Greenville that you're going to get to read about um, through Roger's blog. Um, also, thanks to our other sponsors, Bradford National Bank. You can find them online, bradfordbank.com. And to Entertech Global, Entertech Global, find them online as well for, um, you can find out information about geothermal, and I believe they're into solar energy, and um, great company, great company born out of, two great businesses born out of this town, uh, Bradford National Bank and Entertech Global. Roger, again, thank you very much. Thank you.